everyone, I'm Caitlin, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the OK Drama Podcast, where two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. My dear, sweet Jillian is not here with us today. She's she alone. Died. I haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> no, she's on a fabulous vacation. But in her stead, we have my boo, Alex, who Yo. jumped the gun. And everybody's favorite cousin, it's David. It's your boy with the shit-colored hair, David. <laughs> what, what? Okay. So, I have wrangled these two boys in. We're also in a different location, so if it sounds a little shitty, sorry about that. We're not in Jill's fancy music room. But, yeah, so we're going to talk about episodes three and four of Hotel de Luna. And what are you guys thinking of it so far? All right, so uh, I thought that, so in this episode, I thought this was the first time when we start seeing chemistry mm-hmm. uh, between Manuel and Chen Song. Mm-hmm. Um, and first, honestly, I thought the chemistry kind of just appeared out of nowhere um, because it seemed before that, uh, you know, they were... She was kind of uh, on the. She, you know, she didn't really respect him a lot. In fact, yeah. she was kind of evil towards him. Uh, She's a complicated <clears throat> character. She is definitely. a complicated character. Really quick, I know you already covered episodes one and two, but mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny that the old lady is like, "Yeah, you're getting all of your misfortune out like just while you're young. Don't worry about it." And uh-huh. then just like <laughs> it's her dad's. His dad sells like sells her like sell, sells sells him sells yeah. him. Yeah, so poor kid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I thought yeah, so I, right now is you know we start seeing some chemistry and mm-hmm. uh, you're liking it. Yeah. Oh, and and then the chemistry progresses very fast uh, uh-huh. because in the next episode they kiss. Well, spoiler alert. <clears throat> but yes. Yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we're on three and four, right? Yeah, but uh, I like read through the whole episode. Oh, okay. But it's fine. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> um, I guess for what what I've noticed about it is that it is the music. It feels like it's like Harry Potter. I mean, I know we've already talked about this, but uh-huh. <clears throat> I kind of feel like the music it's, is Harry Potter. Even like some of the tunes sound exactly like Harry Potter. And then I don't know where they like make it a major chord and it sounds super happy and mystical and weird. And mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Good. But... What are you thinking of the drama so far? I recall you saying <clears throat> that it is better than Rookie Historian. I, I said that? Yeah. Mm. Well, you said, I guess inversely, you said, this one's not as good as Hotel de Luna while I was uh, watching right. Rookie yeah. Historian. Yeah, no, it all looked really boring. It was But I didn't actually complicated. see it. So. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, it's cool. I like it. I like that she's like a bad bitch and a business bitch at the same time and um and she's taking care of him more than he's taking care of her like mm-hmm. role reversal she's very in control yeah yeah so sounds good we're, we're all enjoying it so far yeah. it's yeah. very early in so we'll start with episode three so feel guys feel free to jump in if you have any thoughts as i read got all it. of this <laughs> you got it I miss Jill. Okay. <laughs> I love you guys, Excuse though. you. <laughs> I love you guys. No, I'm just, like, feeling very overwhelmed as I 
scroll through everything. Jill. Jill. Egon. I love you. <laughs> okay. Episode three starts with Manuel staring at her tree, recalling the question of whether she is alive or dead. She thinks how she's stuck as neither really alive nor dead and unable to go back in time. We then flash back to how she was when we first met her a thousand years ago. It looks like her rebel people led an armed robbery of some noble people. And Manuel stays on top of a cliff overlooking the robbery, I guess, as a lookout slash leader. She catches the eye of a soldier slash guard person and he chases after her. He tackles her, but she ends up beating him with a rock and tying him up for ransom. But he's charming and ends up saving her from a quicksand sinkhole situation. And he then forces her to throw him her sword. After he pulls her out and explains who he is, the guy Manuel was with earlier throws a rock at him again and knocks him out. So that guy cannot catch a break from the rocks. He he can't. His head is a rock magnet. His head is a rock magnet? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? What did you think of that, David? I really like the flashback. Or I like these flashbacks. Yeah, the, yeah, I I agree. Uh, I think so. Really quick, I I think that this is probably my favorite drama mm-hmm. so far. Oh, good. Um, the uh, the lore mm-hmm. is great. Uh, you know, we find out more and more about the David lore. David is a, a big D and D player, so lore is important to him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Lore is absolutely important to me. Uh, but yeah, it's great to have like this own world that you get into. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hallmark of a lot of these good fantasy shows. Uh, but anyway, with, uh, with regards to what you just said, um, I I kind of I kind of figured that he was that he was going to save her because I mean, it wouldn't make sense. I mean, if he reaches down to uh-huh. pull her out of the quicksand, uh, I mean, there's like there's a chance he won't be strong enough. So I mean, you get you get Mr. Horse to play along there and pull you out. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Yeah. Ed did a great job. I agree. Out. Um, okay, I don't know if y'all remember this, but in episode two, I believe, uh, Chen Song does a similar thing where Manuel gets stabbed by, like, the Shiv, the homeless guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess this was the end of episode one. And she tells him, you can leave now. Like, I won't go after (laughs) you. And then, yes, that, so we'll get to this a little bit later on. But there's a theory that he eventually floats that he might be that man reincarnated. Yeah. What are he we is. thinking so I think far? He is. You think he is? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think I I don't I don't think he is because uh, this not not that it wouldn't be a well written thing to mm-hmm. have him be him, but this anime seems like very well written mm-hmm. and. And also, it's a, in, it's a Korean drama, and in Korean drama, you're going to have a love triangle. So, introducing this guy, uh-huh. who introducing this guy who, you know, she's fated to be with, versus this other guy who's making the tree grow, which might also have this big impact on her life. Now, what? That'd be, that'd be a real selfish choice. I kind of agree with David, where I think that all signs might point to, oh, he, this is him reincarnated. But it's not going to be the way. But I could also very easily see him being this guy reincarnated. Like, I feel very on yeah. the fence about it, it as of right now. too early to hint that he's him reincarnated because of, like, all signs are pointing to it. Uh-huh. Um, and you would think that 
Like with David saying, none of this bad writing, but it, that seemed a little too obvious to just... And too know. soon. And yeah, too we're only soon. in episode three. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Okay, so. how's, how's this for a theory? What if it's his roommate? That's Sanchez? Like the guy <laughs> Sanchez, that's right. I mean... Oh, maybe. I love his name is Sanchez. Yeah. I'm like, the Korean Mexican alliance is alive. <laughs> it's strong. <laughs> it's strong with this one. <laughs> uh, all righty. So we cut back to Manuel in present day with the old lady who now sells flowers. Um, again, mm. this is the old lady that originally made her the owner of the inn. Yeah. And Manuel is still really impatient with her as they talk about whether Manuel is alive or dead. The old lady brings up how Manuel's spirit is tied to the vengeful spirit tree, mm. but it has the ability to live and grow, which would make Manuel have the ability to live and then eventually die. Okay, so I've had a hard time understanding that aspect of it. So Yeah, it's confusing. Basically, if the tree is doing well, then she's closer to death and moving on. Um, It kind of seems like what happened was... So the concept of vengeful spirits is kind of confusing. Oh, <laughs> I see. Okay, I think um, I understand. Yeah, so I think what happened was it seems like Manuel did some kind of bad stuff back in the day must been really bad yeah and it seems like there was either a vengeful spirit or just the universe created this vengeful spirit because she did so much bad mm-hmm. um or like you know terrible things and the vengeful spirit is the tree the vengeful this is that's what i'm gleaning from that line the vengeful spirit is the tree it's like something that has taken a physical form that gobbled up her sword and has now basically put a stop in her timeline. So she's not dead. She's mm. not alive. She's not human, but she's not a ghost. She's just stuck. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump this, and I kind of have a theory as to what's gonna happen. What okay. we're gonna find out from the past. Go for it. I think she kills him. You think she kills who? The the guy that saved her. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't <laughs> yeah. see him in the first episode at all when she's, like, talking about dead people or whatever and walking and whatnot. <clears throat> and uh, that might be what it what it was. That she did something so bad that she killed him. And maybe she made him get stuck and his spirit latched on to, like, that family and eventually came in a reincarnated form of... So you think, so you think that he is... You think that Gu Chan Song is... Still the reincarnation of the whatever guy. But maybe she killed him. And maybe that's part of the reason she's waiting for him. Because not only does she like him, but also... She feels guilty. Yeah. I kind of assume she killed... She ended up, like, killing him somehow. But, I mean, obviously, it like... The, I think that's I think that's definitely part of it. I think she does get him killed, but if you if if you remember, like there was a lot of stuff in that. Um, there was a lot of stuff in the coffin, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think she did something selfish that got a lot of people killed. That's true. You know, uh, but all but back to the tree. Um, mm-hmm. So you know how? But my theory is that you know how? Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to say theory because it might just be that they explained it and it's mm-hmm. just complicated, but. Uh, how I understand it is that, um, so they say that they do healing mm-hmm. and you have to be like kind of health, you have to be healthy before you move on uh-huh. uh, to the next life. So I think as the tree gets healthier, mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that manifests her getting healthier mm-hmm. and as she, the tree gets healthier and healthier, then she can move on, which 
That's yeah. Like sense. I think, well, yeah, from my understanding, it's that, like, once, once she basically has, like, cleaned her soul and, like, atoned for what she did and, you know, become a healthy spirit, again, because right now she's, like, kind of a hot mess, right? Like, she helps she's a lot Caitlin's of... Caitlyn's hot mess. I just want everybody to know this. Caitlyn loves her so much. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I've talked <laughs> about it before. But, um, she... You know, she's really selfish, and she does help a lot of people, but she also has this, like, tinge of, like, having ulterior motives also. Like, like we'll, we'll talk about it, but, like, yeah, I'll help you, but uh, it's going to come at a price. You know what I mean? And so I think maybe once Gu Chansong kind of helps her, like, become a better person, that will, like, like we said, basically stop the vengeful spirit part, and then let her continue on her life cycle. Like, I don't think once... I don't think it's like Beauty and the Beast. Like, once the petals fall off, like, she's dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it, like... But I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. You know, maybe like mm. it's just a physical, like, literal me- metaphor for her soul. Yeah. Like, a healthy soul. And uh-huh. It means she can move on. Yeah. But, Not necessarily that she's required to move on, but can move on. Yeah. Because later on they talk about uh, how the guy who plays Death or whatever talks about how she's been the same for years and, like, she's never going to change. And I think that's why, like, the tree stayed the same forever. Like, the tree presents that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, very confusing. Hopefully it becomes more clear as we go on. I'd like to, when we move on to episode four, I Uh I want to touch back on her motives and her rationale. Because I wrote something down about that. Okay. Will do. So Manuel storms out after being annoyed by the old woman. The old woman says that Manuel is still full of herself and touches the tree, which creates a tiny blossom. Hmm. The old lady then places the flower on Chen Song's chest, and we see the flashback of Manuel with the two men, the soldier and her partner, as a dream. When Chen Song wakes up, the flower is gone. Chen Song thanks Manuel for saving... Uh, Thanks Manuel for saving him, and she teases him about the shoes, because if we remember, he wore, like, the fancy brogues, black and white shoes that... Yeah, the shit. Yeah, (laughs) instead of the shit-colored ones. Yeah. The shit-colored hair, too. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. It's really more of a dark shit, but, you know, (laughs) shit nevertheless. Um, blah, blah, blah. He tells her he dreamt of her, and she starts teasing him about having a dirty dream about her, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're very strong and healthy. Oh, yeah. I, I've noticed that in a lot of K-dramas, they use being healthy as, like, a euphemism, yes. I guess, for, like, like, being sexually yeah. healthy, I guess. Like, she didn't say healthy. I wrote it down. She said very healthy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think that's funny. Um, he asks how she brought him to the hotel, and then we see that she had the bellboy possess him and walk him back to the hotel. <laughs> Manuel gives Chansong a tour of the hotel and explains that the hotel exists in the living world, but it's mostly invisible to humans. Uh, but some humans are persistent and check in despite the crazy expensive price and the, like, hidden nature of the hotel. They then bring those humans to room 404, mm. um, and again... The number four sounds like death in Korean. Okay. So. No, I think what they're trying to do, Caitlin, is it's trying to be like Air 404. Okay. On like a website. Maybe. 
Like that's that, true. It's an error. That it might work on both levels. Yeah, no, these Koreans are very good at at their at their language. They are. <laughs> they have a very good grasp of their language. <laughs> can you believe that? <laughs> hey, uh, uh, can I take a pause and say like, shout out to Cobb. What up, boy? I don't think he listens to this, but Jill. Jill, just play this part to him when you listen to it. I don't think Jill listens back to it. You don't think you don't think she'll listen to this? Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, <laughs> she then makes a comment about how humans check in, but they never check out. That's right. Dun dun dun. dun. And then we get this like funny scene of Manuel kind of like basically daring Chan Song to open the door to see what happens. That's right. Yeah. And then he's like, sure, I'll do it. I'm not scared. And oh. then he like is right ab- about to open it and he like basically chickens out and she's like, we have a lot of other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's go see those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Funny. Uh, from that, I kind of got like she she helped give him an out. because She was like, yeah. don't do it, don't do it. Yeah. She was protecting him. Totally. I think she has that that feeling of like, <laughs> She's a hard ass and doesn't want to care about anybody, but she really does have that like she's, side of her. She's a hard ass. She's a badass with a harder goal. Mm-hmm. Cause like how she was with the manager, the previous old guy manager when he died, she was like bye. But then when he came back as a ghost, she was like whatever. Still kind of like uh, sheltered and cut off. But... Okay, well I don't think she has a heart of gold. I mean, she bought this guy. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Thanks for the perspective. That, like, was a, that was a callback to Family Guy. <laughs> badass with a heart of gold. I remember that. I liked how she was just like, okay, this tree's telling me to have mercy on you. I think I get you. Why don't you sell me your son? Okay? In exchange for your life. <laughs> Bad at reading signs. Okay, keep going. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Manuel then shows Chan Song the pool beach area. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. She, yeah. She explains that time and space are different within the hotel. And that maps and clocks don't work there. And that everything in the hotel is not actual reality. He asks if she's real or not. And she says that that's right. She's also not real. Sadly. Uh, he then touches her to see like <laughs> what her, I guess, physical state is. Um, oh, I thought he just like was like reaching out to her. like Because she seemed sad. Uh-huh. I read it as like a, oh, he's reaching out to her. Like, it's okay. But then felt weird about doing that. Oh, how did you read it? No, I read it as you did. Okay. He was clearly, he was just, because he wasn't like, he, had, he didn't have his full no, hand out. Sense. He had like a finger out, just like. That makes sense. Like, I mean, I. Testing okay. her. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Um, well, it could have been a little bit of both. Where are we? Okay. So, uh, he touches her and she seems real. He asks if he'll die if he falls from the super tall balcony and she tells him to be careful since he's a weak human. <laughs> Um, they have a tender moment where she touches his chest to feel his heart and asks him to stay by her side while he's alive. I like them a lot together. How are we feeling? This is our first, like, touchy moment between them. Mm -hmm. I I like her. Like, as a character, as, like, a... She's... She's... She's complex. Mm -hmm. Like... She is. Yeah, they, they they wrote her well. So far with him, like, he just seems, like, either always scared of the spirits or just, like, um... <clears throat> uppity. Uppity, yeah. And, uh, I guess in episode four, he kind of 
comes to his age. <laughs> comes into his own. Comes into his own, yeah. As a manager and yeah. man. Which well, makes him better. But the first three episodes, I was just tired of him getting scared of them every single time. I'm like, look, I can look at that. I'm not scared of it. You should be able to, too. Yeah. Uh, I thought, well, I thought he actually did pretty, I thought, well, again, we'll get to that point, uh-huh. but I thought later on with that, I thought later on with, with that, uh, the entire school girl, school girl dilemma, mm-hmm. um, I think he comes into his own there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause he, he took it upon himself. You know, he wasn't at the hotel, uh, you know, on his own autonomy, he went and stopped and, uh, you know, he, and he brought her back, right. Even though mm-hmm. she had tasked him to do something else mm-hmm. and she punished him pretty badly, uh, <laughs> she yeah. punishes him when, when he does not do well. Uh, so, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. So uh, I guess the yeah. romance factor is not a big part for you guys. What do you mean romance? Well, uh, she touches <laughs> his chest very like, oh yeah. Tenderly, as I said. Oh Yeah. And the thing is, like, and we, we know this from K-dramas, like, touching is a big deal. Yeah. So, I was just like, here Not we go. spirit. <laughs> well, true. I oh, guess. yeah. That was definitely, you know, she'd been kind of mistreating up, up uh-huh. mistreating him up until that point. I think that's why I wrote down that, you know, the chemistry kind of came out of nowhere. You yeah. Know? Up until that, you know, she was cursing him with ghost sight uh-huh. and, like, and, uh, you know, you know, all these tasks, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden, you know, she's feeling his heart. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, I think it comes out of nowhere, but I mean, uh, through the three and four, I think it's handled well. As, yeah. As we'll get to. Cool, cool, cool. So Chen Song finally begrudgingly agrees to working at the hotel. He tells her to pay him real money, even if the hotel isn't real, and he gets to wear whatever he wants. He then tells her that he's curious and tired <clears throat> of running away. She agrees and tells him that she was willing to put up with a few more of his rejections since she finds him pleasing and he Ooh. thinks back to the dream he had of her. And then a ghost scares him back to reality. <laughs> then we cut to a girl falling off of a bridge onto a car. She's died. But then we see another schoolgirl running away holding a necklace. The girl with the necklace is freaking out in her room, but then she sees the ghost of the girl who died, staring at her from the ceiling, gripping blood on her. That was kind of scary. Yeah, well, that wasn't kind of scary. That yeah. was terrifying. <laughs> you know what that reminded me of? What was that Twitter story that some guy made? Oh, of the boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget the name of the boy. Uh, David? Well, I think it was David. David, yeah. Uh, Dear David? Dear David, yes. Okay. I... Yeah, so <laughs> spoiler alert on that. Like, the last update on it was, like, he had pictures of his, like, sleep or whatever. And you can uh-huh. see David falling from the ceiling or whatever. It's all fake, guys. It's a Twitter story. But it was, that's what it reminded me of. Like, oh, it got him off. Yeah. Sleeping. And... <sighs> Anyway, I, I didn't like Dear David. It was scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, the ending of it is that basically that like Dear David took over his body. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty similar. Maybe they read Dear David. <laughs> yeah. That's the inspiration. If you guys can believe it, I have no idea what Dear, Dear David is. So, oh. yeah. uh, I'll tell you about it later, David. Um, or we can go on it on David's, what was it earlier? I, David... David zone, but David we're zone. we're not gonna we're okay. not gonna get into that right now. What? Okay, no, go ahead. <laughs> um, so the ghost falls onto the girl with the necklace and seems to possess her. The girl who had the necklace then appears to turn into a 
ghost slash spirit void of her body. Mm-hmm. And the dead girl's spirit is now in the living girl's body. And she says the necklace was hers. So we're all on the same page. Yeah. Right. Okay. Manuel then discusses Chen Song being the new manager with her staff. They don't seem convinced. This is, again, the bellboy, the housekeeping lady, and the bartender. Uh, we see that other candidates were before him and how they didn't work out. Um, blah, blah, blah. They bring up manager No again. Um, but he's zeroed. He's zero. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that translates well. <laughs> um, he's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they bring up the old manager, manager No, and they ask what number manager No was. Manuel puts up a front pretending she doesn't care, but when they leave, she mentions to herself that manager No was her 90th human and Chan Song is number 99. Yeah, and then we kind of see, like, the pictures mm-hmm. of her. And I don't know why she... I mean, we're going to get into it, I'm sure, as the series goes on, but I'm like, let down your guard a little bit, like... Show these other spirits some of your humanity. Because she's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what number, whatever. Like, you no. don't need to know. No, oh, yeah. She's just like, yeah. He, yeah, she says, you know, oh, he's just the 99th human. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, well, you know, I think part of it is, I mean, she said goodbye to the last guy. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's, you know, kind of scared because... You know, she she kind of got attached to this guy, mm-hmm. and now she's getting attached to this manager. And maybe she's saying, you know, why would I get attached to somebody if they're just going to fade away and I'm just going to live forever? You know? yeah. yeah, that's that's basically. I mean, that's always the dilemma when people are like, "Would you live forever?" And it's like, "Yeah, I would love to live forever if I could keep the people I love around." Like, yeah, it probably hurts. It hurts to lose someone you get fond with. Yeah. Did y'all ever see the movie Tech Everlasting? No. I didn't, but I heard it was very sad. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm thinking of Bridge to Terabithia, but that's also oh. a sad one. <laughs> I, I did see Tech Everlasting. Yeah, I saw it in, like, seventh grade. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. After reading the book. Yeah, I think I also read the book. And that's also very sad, but... Bridge to Terabithia is, like, I, I just read the Wikipedia summary. That was a sad book. I, I read the book. I didn't read the... I didn't watch the movie. That was a sad book. They're both sad. Yeah. And, and it was advertised as, like, a children's, like, oh, like... Well, I mean, a... it is a kid's book. I <laughs> well, mean... yeah, but this, they make it seem like there's a happy ending, and oh. it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, spoilers for Tech Everlasting. It's the same thing, like... So this is Dear David and Tech Everlasting. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if you so in Tech Everlasting, there's a a family who basically found like the spring of eternal life. Mm-hmm. Or is it, yeah, so basically they drink this water and it like makes them live forever. And it's stuck in their ages forever. Right? Yeah, and stuck in their ages forever. And so uh, they're kind of like not outlaws. They're just kind of. They are on. They're their... not part of society. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. They're off the grid. Mm-hmm. Um, even though this is set in like the eighteen hundreds or like yeah. early nineteen hundreds or something, and then Alexis Bledel, that's who played her, right? I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm like ninety seven percent sure. But it makes sense. She. Is, that's something she would do. <laughs> she finds Tuck, or is her last name Tuck? Doesn't matter. The names, anyway. There's a whole romance. She's like, I'll drink the water. I'll live forever with you. Blah, blah, blah. She ends up not drinking the water so she can be human because he says he doesn't want to, like, do that to her. And, 
guess what? She gets old and dies. Dun, dun, dun. And he lives forever. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but I mean, it's good because she's a little kid. She shouldn't be making this decision. Yeah. True, true, now, true. as an adult, I would make that decision all day. But <laughs> as a kid, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the staff goes to meet Chansong. We learn that the bartender died 500 years ago. The woman, the housekeeper, died 200 years ago. And the bellboy died 70 years ago. And we also get their backstories. The bartender was a scholar in the Joseon dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him. He's very, like, stoic with his, like, pencil-thin mustache and everything. Well, yeah, he was a scholar. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so, like, uppity. Mm-hmm. He seems like like a person you would run into in, like, <clears throat> I don't know, a jazz bar in, <clears throat> in like, Soul somewhere, and he's just like drumming, but like with the straightest face in the world. That that would be him. That's a good. That's a good look. Um, so yeah, I know y'all. I've only just watched a couple of historical dramas, but like being a scholar, you were like basically almost like a noble person. Like you oh. had to be wealthy to be a scholar. Yeah, that makes basically. sense. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, he's a bartender. Yeah. Well, and they kind of like tied it in. So now he's a bartender because. Bartenders are really good at talking to people. Bartenders so. are also scholars in their own way, right? Yeah. They gotta know about well, have to know a lot about drinks, right? Yeah, and like just about people. And so he has I know, but they made it seem like, oh, it's a bad thing if he's a bartender or whatever. And... Uh, oh, I well I interpreted it as like, oh, he, it works for him as being a bartender because since he's a scholar, he knows a lot about everything, so he can talk to basically yeah, anybody. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. The housekeeping lady was the oldest daughter of a noble family and was unfairly killed i'm sure we're gonna learn more about their stories later mm-hmm. um and now she her thing is that she wants to stick around until she sees the last of the family die off gosh but it, she's close right she says something about being close like i have one more person left or something like that yeah but i think it kind of seems like it might be a running thing because if that person has a kid then she has to keep living so we'll see um and then the bellboy he's the youngest he died in the korean war and he's waiting around so he can leave with his younger sister yeah i like him a lot yeah me too pretty cool probably my favorite character yeah also really quick really cool um you know for when we get to this the rest of this episode really nice subtle way to introduce the you know the the rules and lore mm-hmm. of possessing people mm-hmm. right as we're going into this like right as it becomes a central part of the story yeah you know that way they're not that way it's not just sprung on us like okay well oh yeah ghosts can possess people it's just like okay i guess that's you know but this way we have some forewarning great little planning to see there. yeah that was a cool like a really subtle and like oh, yeah. natural way of just being like like you said like setting up the rules for like how a spirit could possess a human. I love a good rule. Yeah. <laughs> David likes setting up boundaries. Ooh. Setting up boundaries so he can uh, throw his... How many headed die? How many faces? There's a 20-sided dice, and then there's others, but 20 sides most most important. Uh, David, you should write a Korean drama. You should write... It doesn't have to be Korean. He could just write a drama. Write a drama a in drama. Like the Korean <laughs> drama style. Create these like rules and boundaries first, and then as you write it, just use like a okay. So the I'll... twenty-sided die come up with your plot. All right, well, I'm gonna. Well, does, isn't that just like a D and D campaign in the style of a Korean drama? <laughs> yes. Make oh yeah, that's what you should do. Make it. We should we should do that. Just make a Korean drama D and D campaign. 
me, you, Caitlin, Cobb, Jill can all do just one day of it real quick. And... Yeah, just really quick make a campaign that's 256 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> you can make it a little one. Monopoly was found a way to shortcut the game. You can find a way to shortcut the game. I believe in you, David. I disagree. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. They explain that she's bound to the hotel as a punishment. The bellboy starts to tell Chan Song about the tree, but the woman shuts him up. So after after the bartender and the bellboy leave, uh, Chan Song asks the housekeeping woman if there's a connection between Manuel and the tree. She tells him not to be too curious and to just focus on matters of the human world. Because she's basically like, hey, you want to get through this fast, right? Like, stay in yeah. yeah, yeah, basically stay in your lane. Don't worry about it. And it'll all be over soon. Mm-hmm. Um, they also said, you know, they, the more you know, the more I think he said, the more you know, the more you're tethered to the place. That uh-huh. might come that might come in. That might come into play later. Yeah, definitely. Um. Chan Song goes home on the subway and thinks about the things he saw at the hotel. <laughs> he then makes his cup of sponsored tea. I always, <laughs> I always throw in that something a sponsor. Sponsored tea. <laughs> yeah, no, that that tea was totally sponsored because they like showed you the packet. And then he like rips it off and like the labels just like perfectly yeah, just it was so. Tara, yeah. right? Tara tea. Tara, I think something like that. And I was like, but see, the thing is, I feel like. Obviously, these, like, product placements are so overt, but that almost makes me like them more. Because I'm like, now I clearly know what this is, and I want to buy it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> he, he, like, drank the tea, and he's like, ah, this calms me down. Yeah. Like <laughs> and then, like, earlier when they go to the beach, she has that, like, tray of sunglasses, and it has, like, the name of the sunglasses brand, like, on the tray. And I'm like, okay. Now that's, I know what to Google. That's what they should do with like cable TV now. Is like just not really make commercials. Like yeah, just build it into every episode. So like okay, this part's gonna be the commercial section of it, and just like layer it in there every now right. and then. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what they do. In they don't actually have like a break and do commercials. Some some TV shows do, but some yeah. don't. But I think the commercial breaks are like really are shorter, mm. um, and. Yeah. It's more like a Hulu commercial break versus... That is my understanding. And I think it's different, like, basic cable versus uh, cable, actual cable. So, anyway, he's drinking the tea. And he talks to his roommate, Sanchez, uh, (laughs) and tells him how he's going to quit his job at the fancy hotel and work at another hotel. And he's like, okay. I like his roommate so far. Yeah. He's kind of funny. Um, Pulls him out of the fire later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Chan Sung tries to keep things separated between the hotel and reality because I think he's kind of thrown off by Manuel saying like stuff in the hotel isn't real, and so he's trying to keep track of what. Is yeah, what's real, real and what's not. Who's yeah. a ghost? Who isn't? Yeah, it's kind of hard to <laughs> keep track of that if you see like actual spirits in your everyday life. Yeah. Um, then he finds a flower petal from the tree and as he picks it up, it disappears. So he's like, God, like stuff, stuff is happening even at home. Oh yeah. That must have been scared. I'm just realizing how scared that must have been. It's just like, Oh no. Yeah. It followed him. Yeah. And the tea disintegrates. No. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I no longer feel calm. (laughs) We then cut uh, back to a flashback with Manuel. 
her partner slash brother guy from her gang, and the soldier guard guy. They're sitting around a campfire, and um, the soldier guy sees a symbol on her canteen thing. I'm like, I just put soldier guy canteen thing because, like, I don't know the names of... Yeah, soldier boy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> soldier boy? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, have they said his name yet? Uh, I don't think so. I think I would have written He's it down. captain. That's it, right? That's all we really know. Captain. I don't know. Well, he said, I'm something. And I, I think it was a captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, a he's captain, captain of, of the guards. That's right, yeah. Okay. Captain Soldier Boy. Keep going. Captain Soldier Boy Guard Man. Um, la, la, la. So he sees the symbol on her canteen and she explains that it's a full, uh, that it's a moon, which means that it's hers. So, again, this is like <clears throat> a thousand years ago and people don't, not everybody knew how to like read and write. Yeah. So that was just like a symbol that she made basically signifying mm-hmm. that it was her name and yeah. her stuff. He then shows her how to write manual, which mm. means full moon. And they have a cute little moment because they were holding hands, kind of. Probably the sexiest hooked on phonics lesson <laughs> ever recorded. <laughs> She's not hooked on phonics. She's hooked on sexy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> were you going to say something? I was going to ask. Um, uh, so... Manual, the translation is moon full, right? Like wall is full and man is the moon? I have no idea. Okay, can can one of our obedient listeners uh, figure that out? Obedient. And, and uh, tweet well, uh, Caitlin? It's confusing because the language also changes. So I'm wondering <laughs> what language he wrote that in. If, that's, if those were Chinese characters or what? Okay, someone let us know how they wrote that. Because I feel like when he made, when he wrote on the thing, because it was in water, and so it it wasn't very clear, Mm -hmm. but it didn't really look like Chinese (laughs) characters because it was like... It was clear because it's water. Oh my god. Kind of impressive. It'd be funny, like, I bet you if you tried that in real life, you were just like... Let me see your hand, and you dipped it in water, and just like you would have made a mess on the rock. <laughs> and just like, why are you rubbing my hands on a rock? Like, oh, it's... Yeah, he had very pretty second hand. Yeah, writing. it was. It was very clear. Well, I couldn't tell what right, language that was in. Third hand writing, and this uh, this scene. Uh, I think oh I know we discussed. Uh, I know we just you you were discussing the theory as to whether he's him reincarnated. Uh, mm-hmm. This scene will come into play as it is called back on uh, later on in the episode, I believe. Yes. We shall see. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so it's a cute moment. Mm-hmm. Chan Song wakes up to a phone call from Hotel de Luna and Menwal yells at him. She gives him his first task as a manager, uh, which means he needs to sell the Mount Bekdu painting. This is, again, the painting that she basically extorted from the, the guy th- who had the tiger. That's right. The tiger gumbied into, basically. Yes, the mm-hmm. tiger gumbied into. The blue skidoo. Blue skidoo, yes. Yeah. He even did a little shimmy, I think. <laughs> He's like, blue skidoo, tigers too. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, who needs Jill, right? <laughs> yeah, Jill. Oh my god. You wouldn't have made that joke in a thousand years. Oh my god. Jillian. Jillian, come back. Um, yes so he needs to sell that painting she explains to uh chen song that the tiger spent a few days exploring 
and that he has now moved on to the afterlife. And now, Chan Song needs to sell it for a good price. Double the price. She makes that very clear because she just bought a new car. <laughs> Which I aspire to be that that level of spendy. Honestly, I'd rather have the painting. That was a beautiful painting. Yeah, it really was. But No, nah, give me the Jaguar all day. The eye paste. That's what she got, right? It was an eye paste. That's what he kept saying. I think so. Very nice you wouldn't rather have a painting that, like, a mystical being jumped into? Well, it left already. Yeah, but I mean, it was touched by a tiger. You know? I would rather be... I, I get more satisfaction driving a car quickly. You're man wool. You'd rather have the car than the painting. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> I, I identify with her very much. <laughs> which is why I'm like, she's so complex and... And good, because I, I understand that I'm pretty... You're just complimenting nice. yourself whenever you compliment her. <laughs> Every single time I think she's awesome, I, I I just see myself in her. Yeah. The shirt's also very lacy, which also makes sense. <laughs> it's very you, rough. Yeah, you dress like her. Then no one knows I'm wearing really bright red lips. <laughs> <laughs> and a wig. Yeah, and I'm really wearing heels, long hair. and I can also not walk in those heels. Right? Uh, la, la, la. So... The possessed girl and the ghost go back to the bridge. Well, she's not really a ghost. A spirit, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, They go back to the bridge, and the girl begs for her body back. Chan Song sees the girls um, fighting on the bridge, Mm -hmm. and he's like, huh? Because he can tell that something's up. Yeah. And then the girl whose body is being possessed gets in his car and points to the ghost possessing her body. So, like, I think she jumps into traffic, so he has to swerve, and then, like, she's, like, just in his car. So, at this point, I think for both Chan Song and maybe the viewer, we're kind of confused as to whose side to be on. Like, is the girl who, whatever, who's being possessed, is she the one, is she the victim, or is the person who possessed her body, like... Oh, What's her deal? Yeah, exactly. All we know is that she's possessing the body. We don't yeah. know why, why she's doing it, you know? Especially when she jumped in the body, she looked scary as fuck. And yeah. So you would think, like, oh, she's a demon or something. Yeah. But or she, she there's, like, some sort of grudge there. Yeah. yeah. No, she, she's yeah. just a vengeful spirit. We also later find out she's poor, which is another strike against her, I think. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. Uh, he brings... Uh, the spirit to the hotel and the bartender and bellboy ask or talk about how troublesome it is basically because only deceased spirits are supposed to be in the hotel and I think everyone's yeah. made that pretty clear yeah, very so far clear. <laughs> um, someone told it to the bellhop right because yeah. he's <laughs> it's practically a holiday inn at this point <laughs> you leave him alone he's doing his best alright he tries to okay well let's get, we'll get to that okay Chansung tells Manuel about the girl's situation, and she explains how a ghost has taken over the girl's body. Manuel and Chansung go to the girl's house. Manuel explains that the soul is probably tied to the necklace. The ghost also goes back to the house, and Chansung chases after her. She goes to jump off the bridge to kill the living girl's spirit, but he stops her. She explains that Yuna, um, again, this is the living girl's. Yeah body the rich thing. girl yes the rich girl she explains how yuna actually killed her and yuna's ghost form spirit thing brings manuel to her room and she tells manuel that her parents will do whatever she wants to get her body back so basically she's like 
in a very smug sense. Yeah. Like, she's like super smug. She's like a little rich bitch. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's she sucks. I also identify with her. <laughs> Being a rich bitch. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, it's very nice lipstick, Alex. Let's say it again. Uh. Very expensive. Manuel tells the parents that Yuna actually killed her classmate that everyone thinks committed suicide, which again is also like really shitty for, for like everyone to think like this girl committed suicide yeah. when she was actually murdered. Yeah, that sucks. Like that's really that's really sad. Yeah, probably makes the parents feel worse. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, also, I think, you know, I'm going to rag on the cops, you know, I think there's ways of determining the trajectory and, you know, whether they jumped or not. Yeah. Um, so I guess shout down to the Korean police. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, I just, you remember, uh, yeah, strong old bonk soon. Uh, they were pretty, (laughs) I thought they were pretty incompetent there, but. Gook was diligent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I bet you, no, Gook definitely handled this one because. (laughs) You know, I think he's just bad all around. So yeah, this I think yeah, this it was ruled a suicide. It's got Gokdu's uh, fingerprints all over it. <laughs> Women listening to this podcast, I just want you to know that if there is a character that looks and resembles and David acts like most, it's Gokdu. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Moving on. <clears throat> so yes. Manuel tells the parents that Yuna actually killed her classmate, and they're like, oh, what do you want? And again, this is, like, classic rich people, like, I'm not going, we're not going to deal Felicity with- Felicity Huffman. Yeah, we're not going to deal with the consequences. We're just going to buy our way out of the situation, right? Uh, yeah, we put you on blast, Felicity. <laughs> and Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky. She's the worst one, I and think. Becky with the- <laughs> Fucking criminal record. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so upsetting. All of it. Uh, blah blah blah. So we cut back to the ghost and Chansung. He stops her from jumping off the bridge and tells her that he will find her necklace and to live in the body. He's basically like, "You don't need to kill her. We'll get this figured out and just stay in her body while we get it figured out." It's a rental. Yes. He then sees Manuel, and she tells him that she gave the necklace to Yuna's parents, which really upsets the girl. Mm-hmm. We then cut back to the parents, and they are standing over, like, the tiniest little bonfire yeah. you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, In the middle of the yard. <laughs> yeah. Like, or it can keep no one warm. <laughs> prepared for this, too. Like, it looks almost like a torch. Like, yeah. Like, it's like, so small. How often does this family burn things? Like, <laughs> how many well, dead bodies are in their closet? They're <laughs> skeletons. Richie riches, so it's probably just a bunch of like documents, like mm-hmm. indicting them mm-hmm. for some. Yeah, yeah, because it looks like that's what that little thing was made for. <laughs> it's like even like it's nice. It's like metal and everything, uh-huh. but it's really skinny, so it's only made for like small things. Yeah, it's like too big to be like a tiki torch thing. Yeah, but it's like it's too small to too, be like a bonfire. Yeah, mm-hmm. and tall. It's really mm-hmm. weird. Anyway, it's so you can throw away your taxes and. <laughs> Information that's how it works that's how tax evasion works you <laughs> take all yeah all you take documents. all of your documents and you throw them in the fire <laughs> take it from me right. uh, <laughs> i haven't paid my taxes in years <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh they're about to burn the necklace and then we cut back to manuel explaining how they can resolve the situation uh the dad says that they'll pay any price 
for the necklace because they think that the necklace is evidence proving that Yuna killed uh, the other girl. I didn't write her name down. Where I guess it actually could be used as evidence, but it's also the thing like not Heather, anymore. It can't be used as evidence anymore. Well, not after they burnt it, but well, yeah. not after she like goes in her room. It's like I found this in there, and it's just like you could oh, you could have put that there. That's true. And you're extorting us for money. I think you put that necklace there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, in, yeah, they should have asked more questions. <laughs> well, they must be saying something like how terrible you not the like actual girl. Was because her parents fully believed. We're not that surprised. She, yeah, there was not a lot of person. shock in their faces. Just like, ah, oh, fuck, another also, one. That necklace. I mean, I guess she was poor, so it makes sense. But how does a necklace burn in a fire? Like, just melt? Like, it just, probably was cheap metal. But yeah, yeah. like, might have been plastic. It was just yeah. made out of solder. Like that's all it was. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> okay, so the dad says they'll pay her for the necklace. Manuel explains that it will be it will be a very high price. Like, dot, dot, dot. Uh, Manuel then talks to Yuna, and Yuna asks her if everything will go back to normal now, and she's very smug again. And I like how Manuel kind of, like, matches her smugness. Yeah. It's almost like those, like, catty girls who are, like, Ooh, yeah. saying backhanded com- like, mm-hmm. comments to each other. Um, oh, yeah, that was a gr- I thought that was, that was really great. She's like, oh, yeah, daddy will pay anything, won't he? And yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Daddy gets it done. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, they're just looking in a mirror. They're, they're basically each other. That's right. Well, I think Manuel was like playing up that side of her. Mm-hmm. That must have yeah. been a great scene for you, Alex. very complex. That uh-huh. must have been a great scene for you, Alex, but your favorite characters. So like, <laughs> one just having a moment. Uh, Manuel messes with her, but then says that she should know that if her parents destroy the necklace, uh, they will also destroy her soul. By the way. <laughs> Meaning she can never go back to her body. Oh, man. Yeah, and none of them are seeing, like, the dead souls walking around. So they're like, oh, whatever. They just dismiss a comment. Yeah. yeah, so we see <laughs> Manuel explaining that to the parents, like you said. Uh, that the choice they have made will destroy their daughter's soul. But they don't <laughs> understand. Which I thought was really so funny, funny. Because they're like, after they burnt the necklace, they're like, what do you think she meant by that? <laughs> like, the funny. necklace is already in the fire. I mean, like, what would you say if I just, like, if, if I was walking out, like, oh, BT dubs, Caitlin, it was you that destroyed uh, your, your daughter's, daughter's soul. soul. You'd be yeah. like, uh, okay. Uh, I'd be like, I'd come back, please. I need yeah. a little bit more. In my head, I'm like, if you say that, like, you don't need to burn the necklace. You can be like, well, I don't want to destroy your soul, but I don't want them to find it. Like, hide it. Just put it in a safe. Throw it in the trash. Do something. I mean, wear it. Wear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mix it in some bleach for a good while to get your fingerprints off of it, and then go throw it in the trash can somewhere. Or wear it. Or wear it. <laughs> or um. Yeah. I get. Never mind. Anyway. Uh. So they don't understand. Yuna runs back to her parents, sees the necklace burning. She screams, but they can't hear her because she's right. a ghost spirit thing. She cries. And then she, she withers away. She freaking disintegrates. That really shocked no, me. No, no, that was Thanos. No, that's Y'all are not. <laughs> okay, no, that's Thanos not. Thanos got her. Oh my god. No. Am I not understanding this right? Yeah. You I think you watched episode three while also watching Infinity War. Uh, but yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I was really surprised. I was really surprised because that's probably the steepest consequence that I've seen, where I mean her freaking soul disintegrated. Like, mm-hmm. she's gone. Instead of going to the afterlife, she's freaking gone. I thought that was a 
I know she killed somebody, and that's really horrible. But that is a I mean, destroying your your soul well, is a very hefty punishment. I think it's because he's the devil. It was tied to like a whole <clears throat> vengeful spirit thing. Yeah, and so it was really funny because Jill and I watched um, along with the gods, part one of the two worlds, and in that movie that it also like talks about the afterlife a lot. And we were introduced to the concept of the vengeful spirit in that movie. So Jill and I were like, it's a good thing we watched that because that came in handy. So the thing with the vengeful spirit, and I guess a spirit like that, is that they have to be destroyed or else they like wreak havoc. Oh. And so there are there are souls that have like murdered people and done really bad things. Yeah. But they just like go to hell or like get reincarnated into something really bad. Yeah. Whereas, like, vengeful spirits, I think, have the ability, like, Manuel, maybe to, like, go back to a regular spirit. Like, how that girl, if she, if her parents had, like, atoned for what she had done, she could have come back. Yeah. But it, it, like, snowballed into that. Mm -hmm. To the point where she had to be destroyed, basically. Yeah. So... So, crazy stuff. So really rough. Con- I was really shocked. Yeah, that there are consequences, Ooh, guys. Ooh, baby, that's my favorite. Consequences, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then hear a voiceover of Manuel explaining that the ghost girl now lives in Yuna's body, and she should try <laughs> to live diligently again. Okay, <laughs> that shocked me too. <laughs> I was, I was thinking though, like that poor girl, like she can't go back to her, her parents. Family. Yeah, I maybe we'll get backstory. Because, spoiler, she is in all of the, like, promo pictures. So she's going to become a regular well, character. On the fourth episode, they mentioned a fourth manager. Yeah. And they mentioned her. Yeah. So, so. she's going to be part of the show. So I'm hoping we get to see more of her story. I mean, if I were her, I would have rather gone on to the afterlife than hang around in, like, this person's body. Imagine being stuck in Aunt Becky's uh, daughter's body. Uh, that's basically what happened. Well, the thing but is... But also, think about it. They're rich. Oh, okay. but yeah, you're going to the afterlife. Money doesn't matter. You're just going to get... Also, your parents suck. Yes, but the thing is, is they <clears throat> seem like neglectful parents. Yes. So, it's almost like she's just doing her own thing. Like, because <laughs> to me, I would be like, okay, we don't know what her situation is. Maybe she's an orphan. Oh. So, maybe she has no parents. Tying her down. And it seemed like she didn't have friends in school. Either. Yeah. So if I was like, do you want to be an orphan or living in a terrible situation and just die and go on to the afterlife and hopefully your next life works out better for hmm. you? Or you can have another shot, have a ton of money, see ghosts, and like basically get a fresh start in the living world because she's still super young too if you rearrange that just a little bit that's basically harry potter and the sorcerer's stone <clears throat> goes to live with another family uh, yeah he gets rich at some point and he does see ghosts at some point that's true harry spoiler potter. alert for harry potter <laughs> yeah <laughs> So Manuel admires the gold she got from the transaction, which I think is funny. It's just like bars of gold in a briefcase. Like just how rich people give yeah. people money. And it reminded me of Ron Swanson. Like, mm-hmm. all of yeah. my money is tied up in gold. Yeah, he's like, I don't know how, exactly how much money I have, but I know how much it weighs. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. yeah. I mean, apparently rich people in Korean dramas, they have weird ways of dispersing payment. Like, for example, in the last drama, uh, you had this guy had shopping bags full of, oh full, full of cash. Uh-huh. Uh, and in this one, uh, you know, sometimes they'll have paintings with ghosts in them. Uh, <laughs> or they'll have just gold bars, which is probably the most normal way to distribute things at this point. Gold bars? Yeah, gold bars. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they had that shit covered, shit covered car. Yeah, shit like. colored car, not covered. Guys, we are already an hour in, and we're not even close to being done with episode. Oh, we are almost done with episode three, but it's crazy. We're about on track. Not really. Usually, our episodes are like an hour and twenty minutes. I guess I have to edit down some of this. Yeah. Bulgaria. Okay. 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 So yeah, Manuel admires the gold she got from the transaction and explains to Chan Song that everyone must pay a price. Consequences. Like, David likes it. He asks if she's paying a price for an evil deed that she's done. And she kind of says yes and tells him about the old woman who called her foolish and arrogant and how she doesn't acknowledge it. He then makes a comment about her being pitiful and she throws a fit when the reservation for her new car gets canceled. <laughs> So feel that <laughs> you you just like yeah again really identify with you're her. <laughs> we then cut back to the hotel, and the bellboy accidentally lets it slip that Chan Song was their third choice, and he gets all upset, which that was for Jill. But <laughs> uh, the bellboy uh, shows Chan Song a box of champagne for Manuel, and he sees the symbol of the moon. And he thinks back to his dream of her by the fire with the two men. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chan Song asks Mrs. Choi, the housekeeper, about Manuel's punishment again. And she tells him to think of himself as just passing by. He looks at the pictures of Manuel throughout the years and he sees a picture or more a painting of the tree. He then makes his way to the garden and stumbles upon said tree. I'm not really digging the housekeeper lady at this point. Yeah, they kind of make her seem like her ulterior motives are a little too... She's kind of shady. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Apparently they're all shady, as we'll find out later. True. <laughs> um, Manuel finds him by the tree and tells him there's no reason for him to be there since guests aren't allowed. He asks if it was the tree that brought him here and brings up how he was the third choice. She says that it had to be him, and she likes him. So that's where they bring up zero, zero. West tr- right. choice, which I'm again, I'm sure that was a bad translation, because I like. Even if it wasn't, I I like it zeroth choice. That's something I say to you. That's like, Caitlin. You're not my first choice. You're, you're my, my zeroth, zeroth choice. choice. It had to be you. <clears throat> and then like they, because I've seen a lot of people in Korea doing the like zero slash. Now in America, unfortunately, it's the white power. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah, over there, it's like you did it. Okay. Yeah. Like zero with choice. That's what she was doing. But which is really unfortunate because I really liked making this hand symbol. <laughs> but when I would make it rain threes on the basketball court, I would like shoot a bow and arrow, just like. Uh, Wesley Matthews, yeah. David, David can attest to this. Yeah, you got your ass kicked the last time at the basketball. And, and I, would, I would use the, the now white power symbol to be like three. Yeah, guys, we need to I know. take that symbol back. <clears throat> Get that out of the 
neo-nazis everyone start throwing that up <laughs> <laughs> and not as white power as a-okay yeah or i made a three in basketball yeah throw it up and say i'm okay with this <laughs> or or not the white power hold hold your salt shaker like that so you're just pouring salt that's what it is Okay. <laughs> um, she offers uh, Chen Song champagne and they talk about the tiger and the past that she can't return to. He tells her about the dreams he's had of her from her past and she looks shocked. He asks if the thing she missed the most is the person who taught her how to write manual and asks if she's been waiting for him. Then we see her throughout history just, like, sitting and looking yeah. out for somebody to come to the inn. Mm-hmm. I really like seeing her in all the different periods. Yeah, that was that was a good touch. Her yeah. military outfit was pretty cute. Yeah. Uh, she looks upset <laughs> and asks why he's seeing those things. He also wonders why and wonders if there is another price that has to be paid. He tells her that he now thinks of her all the time <laughs> and that she's taking over his night and day. And that's the end of episode three. <gasps> Guys, I have a prediction that I just thought of right now. Throw it down. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Come on. Throw what, it down without what fear. What if Manuel has to kill Chan Song? Holy crap. In the end. Because what if he is the reincarnation of the guy? What if she did kill the other guy in the beginning? I mean, I don't know. I and don't know. He's just been taking over different bodies over time and then like. She's like, no, I have to lay him to rest, and she has to kill him. Because the vengeful spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Man. I don't know. Uh, Somebody's probably going to kill somebody. Man, yeah, this is yeah, this is this is great. This, this great great show so far. All it's really keeping us guessing as to who's going to kill who. <laughs> Even though they haven't mentioned anything like that at no. all. We're just like, it's, it has to turn crazy. Somebody's <laughs> gotta kill somebody. I like how it's just like, oh, he said you're taking you're taking over my nights and my dreams. And you're, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's I think she's gonna kill that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys throw me on that? <laughs> well, uh, well, I just, I was just thinking it because I reread that he wonders if there's another price that has to be paid. Mm-hmm. And like, classic whatever. That's kind of biblical, though. Like, you have to kill the person you love. Well, yeah. I mean, this is, like, all biblical, isn't it? Hmm. Like, going to heaven and going to heaven. Well, this is not, spirits. this isn't really the Bible. I don't know, but obviously not the Bible. And I'm saying, like, it is along those lines. Oh, yeah. It was, like, Jesus. afterlife. And, yeah. yeah. Spirituality and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Episode four, baby. Episode four. Ooh. We start back up with Chanson explaining his dreams to Manuel. Again, like five minutes before episode yeah. three ends. Mm-hmm. He thinks he is by her side to resolve her unresolved feelings. <laughs> it's, it's funny when I reread my notes because they don't always make sense. So <laughs> anyway. I feel he, you. <laughs> <laughs> he touches the tree and leaves start to bloom on it. And Manuel freaks out again because... A, Again, like, the tree does not do anything. It's just basically dead and all sticks at this point. Usually. Um, Oh, she thinks back to the old lady saying how once the tree has leaves and flowers and once they fall, time will start for her again. 
We cut back to the old woman, and she sees an old man with the Grim Reaper guardian death guy. He doesn't want to leave his dog alone in the house. God, this I know. this storyline yeah. got me, guys. I'm, I know well, it did. It was spoiled for me because Caitlin watched this episode before me and then told me about it, and then I watched. Well, because I was like sobbing. Yeah, on I know the couch. you were. <laughs> I kind of figured you were. Sobbing. Um, you were so me, I already had the impact of it coming. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't want to leave his dog alone in the house since he's afraid the dog will die without him. Super, super sad. And again, the old man is a ghost now, so he can't yeah, open he, the door. For, yeah. yeah. Uh, the old lady explains that sometimes you have to make the road to the afterlife a little wider. I think that's what she says. Something yeah. along those lines. And she opens the, the <laughs> door for the dog. Mm-hmm. She tells the guardian to just leave the old man and he'll eventually make his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, yeah, he'll eventually make his way or make it to the Hotel de Luna. Uh, that gets them talking about Manuel and the Guardian slash Grim Reaper tells the woman that there is no hope for Manuel since she's been the same for a thousand years. The old woman tells him that she brought someone in to open her up also. Mm. So we then cut back to the hotel and Manuel and Chansong are still by the tree trying to figure out what has happened. Manuel explains that the tree has changed because of him. And she says that her old memories have come back up also because of him. So she's like, basically ever since you came in here, shit's been going crazy. Mm-hmm. She's upset that the tree is so green now. And she's like, it's so gaudy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she isn't. <laughs> yeah. Um... And he asks why she's not happy that it's alive now. She says that he has saved something that shouldn't have been saved. And this is, again, kind of like, uh, that gave me throwback to Search WWW. Yeah. When What's-His-Face, uh, like, uh, puts the plant in the sunlight. Oh, yeah, in, that's right. In that lady's uh, office. I forget right. all of their names. Morgan. Morgan was the guy's name. When Morgan put the plant in. And Sunbay. Sunbay, yes. Right. I don't remember her real name. No. Just the In the Sunbay's office. Right. Yeah. He feels like he hasn't done anything and doesn't want to pay an unfair price. <clears throat> Basically, he's like, I don't want to get involved in all your bullshit. Yeah. Um, Understandable, really. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he's already basically been sold to her. Like, yeah. he doesn't want to get any more involved. I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. She grabs him to make sure he's not lying. And they are transported to her bed. He freaks Ooh. out and she keeps yelling at him to fall asleep. So Jesus. she can see if he's telling the truth about his dreams. Tough yeah, stuff. She also says, I want to sleep with you, like, several different times. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no. And I'm like, hmm. guy, Really? Would you really say no? Yeah. I mean, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, she's like the devil at this That's point, true. right? Like, I mean, you better satisfy her or, you know, <laughs> you know what's going to happen. She she has, like, threatened to cut off his tongue before. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, but she's all talk. That's true. We haven't actually seen her do anything. She disintegrated that person's soul. Yeah. <laughs> well. I don't think she technically did that. I think yeah. the universe did that. Yeah, I think she just warned him of it and used it. She did. She did kill that old guy, the mayor. But again, he was a vengeful spirit, so he was already dead Mm -hmm. technically. He was a vengeful spirit. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought he was alive. No, he was a vengeful spirit. Mm. That's why his body just like crumbled into dust. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, I thought he was. Okay. I'm talking about the mayor, not not no, the manager. I know, I know. Okay. Yeah. I thought she like fake shot him, and then he freaked out, and everyone thought he went crazy. No, he did. So he she didn't kill him with the gun. She killed him with the shiv when he was already like an old ghost guy. He probably just died as a homeless person, yeah. and then is wandering around as a vengeful spirit after that. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just an alive homeless person that she killed. <laughs> no. No. They they explain that because. Uh, Chan Song is like, did you just kill that guy? And she was like, no, he was a vengeful spirit. But he could have killed you. <laughs> no, I didn't. And then he like crumbles into dust. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, a pile of dust on the floor. He freaks out and she keeps yelling at him to fall asleep so she can see if he's telling the truth about his dreams. They argue a little bit and she gives up and goes to drink champagne out of the bottle. Like a baller. He keeps asking about the dream and the man in the dream. He wonders if it was him in a past life and if they had a special relationship. She puts her hand on his heart again and tells Chan Song that it's definitely not him and that she feels nothing and if he were the man, she wouldn't be like this. He keeps bringing up the dude and she punishes him by making him receive ghosts at the front desk. (laughs) So, yeah, she's done with this conversation, basically. Chan Song gets a scary ghost and the bellboy, Ji Hyun Jung, I'm going to try to start using their names mm-hmm. instead of just Bellboy. Okay. <laughs> uh, helps him out. Chansong asks Hyung Jun about the punishment, but he seems to know nothing. Again, he's kind of like a sweet guy, it seems. Seemingly a sweet he's guy. Sweet. He's a seemingly sweet but sort of clueless, maybe, yeah. kid guy. Um, 70-year-old kid. <laughs> So, yeah, he seems to know nothing and then gets scared about the prospect of seeing more ghosts. Chan Song then goes to hang out with the bartender to avoid the front desk because when the ghosts come to the front desk, they are, like, in their death form. Yeah. And I guess after they get checked in, then they can kind of go revert back to their human... That's right. They haven't seen the spa yet, right? Yeah, they haven't been to the spa. They haven't been beautified. That's right. They're still, like... You know, that lady had, like, flies all around her and stuff. Yeah, she was scary. Um, So the bartender explains how the hotel gets supplies. When the spirits leave on a good note to the afterlife, they leave good energy, which makes the flowers and the garden bloom. The goddess, (coughs) Ma Go, which is the old lady, then takes the flowers and gives them the supplies in return. He also spills the beans that Manuel's money from the real world is all for her lavish lifestyle. <laughs> and he also brings up her punishment. He's like, can you believe her? Like, she's being punished here. And she's <laughs> off buying all this really expensive shit. <laughs> Which kind of annoys Chan Song. Because he's yeah. been, like, working really hard to get her money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does look good, though. Mm-hmm. She does look good. She does. Manuel goes back to the tree and thinks about the goddess's words of the tree being tied to her. And Chan Song screams. She thinks someone is playing a trick on her. We flash back to Manuel hurt and hiding as an escaped slave. She gets into a fight and we see it's the soldier, commander, captain guy from earlier. Mm -hmm. He covers for her and treats her wound. They then tease each other about um, him being in love or whatever with the noble woman, princess lady yeah she she uh she cuts his face and she's like oh well how she like you now with, uh, with yeah. the scarred face and, and then like, he says do you think she only likes me for my face babe wink wink <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so they're teasing each other but then she sees that <clears throat> yon woo which is her whatever fellow rebel guy 
being captured. So, yeah, so the captain soldier guy stops her from running out and promises that he will rescue him and bring him back. And he does. I like this guy. Yeah. Um, Manuel gets upset and throws the glass of champagne at the tree, but it has a force field around it now. Hmm. Maybe she can't touch the tree. Maybe it always had a force field. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a champagne force field. Maybe. That'll, that'll be my theory. Because uh, the guy, because Transong's dad, when he touched the tree, it like... Oh, back, yeah. But Transong was able to touch the tree. Hmm. He did it touch a branch. Maybe it's just that Transong's got a force field. Mm, well, but when he, when Transong's dad picked the flower, he, he didn't even touch the tree, I don't think. He just picked the flower. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the science works. (laughs) (laughs) Chansong wakes up from a dream, which is the flashback that we just saw from Manuel's perspective, and remembers the name Yeonwoo. He wakes up to see the old woman, Ma Gohin, and he remembers her from earlier in his life when she approached him and his dad when he was a little kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, She asks him about the hotel and tells him about the tree and how she would like for him to take care of it. She gives him her card and tells him to reach out if he has any trouble with it, and then she disappears. He runs out of the subway station looking for her, but then stumbles upon the man from earlier holding one of her flowers. Again, the man who died in his home with the dog. Chanzong sees the man getting into a car to the afterlife, but then sees a dog barking at them. Chanzong stops the car and reunites the man with his dog. Then we see in real life the dog decide to stay next to the man and die with him. <laughs> he was a real one. <laughs> uh, the old man cries and brings the dog with him so they can go together. Which I guess is happy. Yeah. But when the old man sees the dog, he's like, what are you doing yeah. here? You weren't supposed to be here. Yeah. And then when we cut back and we see the dog just <laughs> yeah, lying, with the, lying with him. It's okay. Uh, that... Kimchi would never. <laughs> None of our cats would. Yeah, I think no. cats eat you before they. <laughs> I feel like Boots might. Maybe Boots, yeah. But she would like Boots would just like eat and then come back, mm. and like hang out with my dead body. Also confirmed. Yeah. Also confirmed in the lore of this anime, uh, some animals can go to heaven. Yeah, oh, the tiger. That's right, the tiger. That's and right. The dog. Yeah. That's right. So. But you're not cats. I think cats go to hell in this. No. <laughs> They're going to find out. Well, a tiger, tiger is a cat. Have, uh, okay, house cat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I don't know why they had to show the dog. Because of the emotional effect. Well, it worked. Good for them. <laughs> uh, we then cut to a... They just stole that from Futurama. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Fry his yeah, dog. Yeah, there's it. never been a movie about a dog dying for a That's that's definitely not a trending thing right now. It was Futurama. It was uh, Fry's dog that he sings. Uh, I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> that that uh, okay. So we then cut to a guy kneading dough at a bakery, being scared by a ghost. Chansong's roommate Sanchez. Does he? <clears throat> how does he pronounce Sanchez? Sanchez. He sa- he says Sanchez. I think it's something or like Sanchez. That. I haven't paid attention. I've read Sanchez, Sanchez, but I actually haven't heard it. So I it would th- make sense for him to say Sanchez, but I, I think also kind like of Sanchez. Sanchez. Anyway, I just was curious because in my head it's Sanchez. 
So Sanchez brings home bread that he says was needed by a ghost. Break bread. Break bread. And says that it's amazing. The ghost followed him home, and we see it's the same ghost as uh, from episode one, the one with the glasses, who was blind. And Chan Song brings the ghost back to the hotel and asks Manuel to change her reservation so she can have more time to find someone she's looking for. So it kind of seems like he already checked her in. She got her eyes back. Everything was fine. But it seems like right before she was getting ready to leave to the afterlife, she had a last minute like panic yeah. of wanting to find okay. someone. And yeah. he, uh, so really, so yeah. And then uh, the the um, uh, Manuel was against uh, letting her go on this escapade, right? And yeah. I think at first, as an audience, we think, "Oh man, she's just you know she's just being a jerk," you know. Uh-huh. But I think as we go on, we see why she might not have allowed this. But yeah. You can keep going. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so they argue, like mm-hmm. we were saying. Right. And Chan Song makes Manuel flustered when he grabs her hand to make Ooh. her sign the form. So again, this is kind of like throwback of the other guy writing her name on the rock. If everyone learned how to read and write that way, I think we'd be at 100% literacy. It's <laughs> <laughs> have to make it romantic. That's right. Uh, but we need to, like, we would have to wait till people are of a good age. Yeah, so. Not when they're children. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Uh, he starts being really friendly to her, offering her water and saying he'll be, he'll bring back bread so he can take care of her. He makes a comment on how maybe the tree will start to grow flowers, and she gets upset again, saying she's a withered old tree. <laughs> he walks away, and she runs after him, saying that he can leave and go work at another hotel now. Basically, like, saying he can leave for good. Yeah. Um, he tells her that he has nowhere else to go now and teases her some more, basically killing her with kindness. He decides to keep provoking her since it bothers her, and he likes that. <laughs> he's a troll. <laughs> yes. Basically, he's trolling her. <laughs> with kindness. Uh, Chan Sung brings the ghost to a bakery. She explains how every time she went there, or went to that bakery, one of the employees would hold her hand. And she wants to find that person. Chan Sung lends his body to her so she can feel the hands of the people there. They end up getting kicked out, but his roommate Sanchez vouches for him. And They end up getting kicked out because he's a guy feeling up a bunch of hands when yeah. the workers there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a funny touch. Cheesecake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I liked that one. Yeah. He's like holding both hands yeah. and waving them. Whoa! <laughs> Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do, do, do. So the, st- the staff is freaked out by the tree growing leaves back at the hotel, <clears throat> and they're afraid that it means Manuel's punishment is ending soon, meaning that they would have to leave yeah. the hotel. This is a crazy part to me right here. <laughs> yeah. Comes out of, it comes out of nowhere. No, not that part, this part. Okay. So they're afraid because they don't want to leave the hotel yet. Well, I think we're going to get to that later. Yeah, okay. Okay. But yeah, Chan Song brings the ghost to the bakery where her man works now. He ends up holding the guy's hand for her, and she's really happy. Mm-hmm. I like how he just like handshake. Yeah, he used to work at the bakery. Though, <laughs> <laughs> um, and even then, he was like, "That's weird." Why yeah. My hand? <laughs> um. So Manuel meets Chan Song at the bakery. They fight about her new car, sleeping together, and eating. Um. And then the guy comes up, the Sanchez comes up, and he's like, oh, you both work at the same company? It's like, oh, yeah, I heard the boss is a real hard ass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, Sanchez. So apparently Sanchez owns this restaurant, which, good for him. Um, like you said, he accidentally spills the beans to Manuel about how Chansung thinks she's a hard ass. Manuel and Chansung talk about the ghost that he helped. And she explains that the ghost may have been confused about how she knew the hands. And then we realize that she knew the man's hands because he hit her on his motorcycle and killed her. And he held her hand as she died and then ran away. Bum, bum, bum. That was a shock to me. That was, yeah, that was, that that was, oh yeah, I I wrote down, uh, yeah, holy crap, what a great twist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that, and that, and to me that, that explains like her rationale. She's saying, you know, just. Let her stay at the hotel and get over it. Uh-huh. But if she kills this guy, if you remember early, like in episode one, if she kills this guy, she might not just get downgraded from a limo to a regular car. Or to she, the bus. Yeah. She might get she might be reincarnated later in life or go to hell, you know? Yeah. So maybe that's or why she's disappear in yeah. yeah. So she's so she, so her thinking might have just been just let her go to like the highest form of heaven and be done with it. Yeah. Listen to the most experienced people there, like Mm-hmm. She's experienced for a reason. Yeah, she's been around for a thousand years. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, well, I don't... Freaking, uh... What's-his-face? Being out like, no, I know Chen Song? Yeah. yeah, mansplaining mm-hmm. her uh, whole really life's go- work. Really go- <laughs> ghost-splaining. Ghost-splaining, <laughs> uh-huh. Um... So, the ghost remembers and rides the bike with him, and her face turns ugly again. Yep. Uh, Chansung runs back to the bakery and runs around looking for them. He finds them and runs into the street. The bike swerves to miss him and crashes, and Chansung punches him. <laughs> yeah, he just mugs him. reaction. Uh-huh. He just mugs him, right? <clears throat> Chansung convinces the ghost to turn back to normal, and he promises that he will get revenge for her so she can leave as a good spirit. So, yeah, he basically, like how David said, he convinces the spirit to stop being a vengeful spirit Yeah, so she can... Be reincarnated and go into the afterlife. And then he just takes him into the police station and is just like, I found it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the guy's the like, yep. like, yeah, thank you. Wow. And it's like, <laughs> what other evidence do you have? I know. Like, <laughs> 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 well, yeah, just taking this guy's work. Yeah, definitely Gukdu. Uh, <laughs> definitely Gukdu's department. Um, <laughs> it's all the same universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're probably focused on finding that other killer. So. <laughs> they're probably, they probably just wanted an L, right? Oh, good. We can find a killer. Yeah, that's, that's, the normally, it's a whole thing. In the <laughs> background, you see Bongsoon walking by and it's like very lightly in the background. Chan Song turns the guy in for the hit and run at the police station and meets the ghost to see her off. She thanks him and he looks proud. Chansung sees the ghost that keeps asking for coffee in the lobby and offers him some more. And he sees the woman that scared him earlier in the episode and, like, looking nicer. He also sees a father and son that came together because of a car accident. That's right. So he's just, like, I guess, overlooking all his ghosts and he's basically, like, coming into his own as Mm -hmm. being a ghost manager. Mrs. Choi, the housekeeper, approaches Manuel about the tree. Manuel tells the housekeeper and the bartender that Mago told her that time, that her time will be up once the tree loses its flowers. So maybe it is like you said, like maybe she actually will die right then and there. Yeah. Okay. Um, they freak out and ask what will happen to them. And they ask 
her to get rid of Chansung and suggests that the possessed girl could be a good replacement. Because she's like, well, what is he going to do? Like, he already sees ghosts and we don't yeah. have anybody else. Um, I guess she can't take that power away. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. They think they should expose him to a crazy ghost to make him go <laughs> mad so he won't remember anything. Way out of left field. I was, yeah, that was that was nuts. Yeah. I didn't think that they had it in them. They were just like, I feel hmm. like that's worse than killing somebody. Yeah, uh, I th- yeah they're just like, okay. <laughs> also, don't they realize, I mean... They're not, dude. You're not gonna get to go to your sis with your sister to the after the same afterlife if you cause this guy to go crazy. You're going to like, you know, well, unless his sister sucks too. I mean, yeah. So the way the afterlife worked in, um, along with the gods, is, and I'm thinking it might be a similar situation, and I don't. I think this is in Buddhism. I think. Mm -hmm. Let me know if I'm wrong. But they have the stages of hell. So you know, like how there's like the is it seven stages of hell in whatever in D and D it's nine uh nine stages of okay. hell. Okay, well I think that, that, that one hel- was, that helps. I think that one was seven, <laughs> and then along with the gods, um, you have you go through the trials. So basically, you start with your with the hell that. Uh, is least likely to get you convicted, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you have to make your way through all of the seven hells and basically plead your case for why you should. Dante's Inferno. Right? Yeah. But but apparently that came from Buddhism. Oh, not Dante's Inferno. But because at the beginning of Along with the Gods, they have this thing from like a Buddhist scripture, <clears throat> basically explaining how how the afterlife worked. Mm-hmm. So basically, everybody has to. Go through those hells. We got our fact checker looking right now. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So basically everyone gets to go to the afterlife together. Yeah. And then whether or not they have to stay in one of those hells depends on their time on Earth. Mm-hmm. So they, so we, I think we see in the drama everyone crossing the river of death. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So basically everyone's on the same trail together. Yeah. And... That's why Cobb and Jill were saying, like, is this this in the same universe as Along with the Gods? Because they saw a fireman walking across the river of death, and the main character in Along with the Gods is a fireman. Oh, I like that lore carries over. That's cool. Yeah. So it's the same universe as that and Stronger Monster. Yeah, I guess. And I'm wondering if it's also the same universe as Goblin. Mm, it's just all going to be one at the end. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe. It's like they're creating their own Avengers. Like, we just don't know it yet. <laughs> so, aside from that tangent about <laughs> other afterlives. So, yeah. Go crazy. Crazy. So, Manuel finds Chansong sleeping next to the tree. She teases him while he's asleep and says it's a pity that he can't, that he can't see into her. I don't know what that means. He wakes up to her staring at him. He makes fun of her... Uh, wanting to sleep with him and watching him sleep. <laughs> they talk about how him caring for her will change things and he accepts it, but says that he trusts she will be there to protect him and tells her that he will stay by her side. Aww. So yeah, basically like they both acknowledge that their relationship, however strange it may be, is starting to change some stuff in their little universe. Yeah, and this kind of like, this, I think right here I guess we see... Uh... 
we see her have like guilt, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, ah, I'm going to kill this guy and, oh <laughs> uh, man, or not kill this guy, I called him to go mad, which uh-huh. is even worse, uh, so, uh, but yes, I, that's kind of, I think this is, this is the moment that, that saves him, right? Yeah. And so he tells her that he knows that she made the bike miss him earlier that night because she was also there. I did not notice that. Yeah, I mean, we knew well, they didn't really show it. that she made it the bike. Well, miss. we we don't know that that's true. Okay. He just says that I know it was you, <laughs> but we can because that was that was him saying like I trust that you'll always be there to take care of yeah me, to save me. Uh, we cut to seeing the dream slash flashback of Manuel napping next to a tree and it transitions to Chan Song sleeping on a tree with a leaf floating between the dream and real life. So we're also kind of like, is it the same tree? Yeah. What's real? What? That's right. It is. Okay. I, yeah. I missed that. I mean, I don't know. No, that's good. Yeah. I missed that. Miss Choi, the housekeeper, brings Transong to room 13, dun, dun, dun. the guest that will make humans go crazy, but he doesn't know that. The bartender gives Transong incense to burn in the room and looks apologetic towards him and is ashamed, and the bellboy feels bad too. So and the scholar's like, I feel like I've lost my honor as a scholar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Transong goes to the room, and Miss Choi <clears throat> tells Manuel that he has gone to the room. Uh, Transong opens the door that leads to a tunnel... And the door slams behind him, and everyone looks nervous for him. Chansung finds another door at the end of the tunnel. Inside it, it looks like a warehouse with a wardrobe and a mirror-slash-desk set. The ghost peeks out from the wardrobe, and Chansung gets, like, bewitched by the ghost. Like, yeah. he can't turn away from it. Yeah. And she looks scary. She's yeah, she like is. She's, like, eyes. grinning, like, this really Ugh. wide grin. Yeah, she's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Manuel comes in and saves the day and distracts him. And she, distracts him, she kiss. does. Yeah. Well, wait. She tells him not to look at the ghost and to not let it hear him breathe. He turns around to look at it again, and she kisses him to stop him. What? And then episode, we got a kiss in episode four. I know. I know. That's I clicked the stopwatch. I was like, that's record timing. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. She kissed him. <laughs> Yeah, but you know the next episode they're going to be like, I only chose that to distract you because this is what was happening to you. And blah, blah, blah. Also, yeah. sleep in my bed. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was funny that um, they were doing a, like slow-mo, slow motion <laughs> shots of them, of them just like kissing, like just very different, different, ca- angles. different camera angles. They should have had one camera angle of like the demon like smiling and nodding. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, also, really weird place for a first kiss. Just like, in a demon's room. Yeah, in a yeah. demon's room. Also, maybe the demon's like, I'm in this room, guys. Like, <laughs> you came to my room and started kissing. Is it really a demon, though? Uh, it deserves to be called a demon. I don't know if it is a demon. Uh, it kind of seems they... like a crazy ghost. Yeah, they made it. They're like, there's only one spirit <clears throat> that has a transistor, and they're like, it's 13 or whatever. Mm hmm. So, I'm sure we'll learn more about it next episode. You know what I'm thinking? Mm-hmm. What? I'm thinking maybe it's like the evil part of him. Maybe it is her. They're one and the same. Interesting thought. It's like Majin Buu when they like take out the good Buu out of Majin Buu. Yeah, if our listeners Buu. will recall the lore of Majin Buu <laughs> and Dragon Ball Z, that'd be helpful. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they like take out like the good fat Buu. <laughs> 
out of like Super Boo. I think we all and remember. And then they make the evil Boo, and then they make the good Boo. Alex, we all remember this. I don't even know why you're. <laughs> hey, people who Koreans really like Dragon Ball Z, right? I mean, some of them, yeah. And they're always like referencing Dragon Ball Z. Like, how did you say in one of them? There's like kids doing Kamehameha's. Yeah. See, David. I mean, yeah, Dragon Ball Z and anime and David, The USA was way behind on Dragon Ball Z. I... Mexico got Dragon Ball Z way before we did. I, I I didn't know Mexico got Dragon Ball Z. Mexico, yeah, I was like, I must have been like four years old when I got introduced to me. It was like 95. Dragon Ball Z started airing in 93. So Mexico got their translations quick. And Don't a lot of Mexicans really like Japanese stuff. Yeah, they do. They're, the Mexican-Japanese alliance is also strong. <laughs> um, yeah. Unfortunately, the Korean-Japanese uh, alliance We didn't get it dubbed uh, in English until yeah. like mid-2000s. Yeah. Well, I have my own theory as to who she is. Okay. Maybe... Uh, so it, it might have something to do uh, with a crime that she committed, right? I mean, if, if that uh, that spirit has it's the only one that hasn't moved on. She hasn't moved on either. So maybe somehow she, they're uh, tied together. Yeah, exactly. Maybe somehow they're tied together uh, because, and we know that whatever sin she did was big. So I mean, it makes sense if multiple people were at play here. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was her twin sister. Maybe the cutbacks are to her twin sister. There's got to be a twist somewhere. I I'm going to be deeply ghost... disappointed if there's no twist and he's just the reincarnation. And... Oh, I think there'll be a twist <clears> with that. I don't think that ghost is anything related to Manuel. Might I be think right. he's just a psycho. Might be right. Ghost. Um, but. Maybe she's Bong Soon. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I know Bong Soon should be living her life. She's a mother now. That's right. <laughs> A rich mother. A rich mother of two. She daughters. might get ex- she might get extorted at some point, which is her problem. <laughs> um. Oh. Okay. Do we have any other predictions? Not even regarding <clears throat> that ghost, just in general. We kind of talked about our predictions as we went through, but my prediction is that the little girl, mm-hmm. the one that's going to be the fourth, is going to end up becoming the new owner. After Manuel. Oh, that's off. good. That's a good prediction. No, because I thought the own the new owner had to be somebody who like who was in prison there and who committed a sin. Well, we don't necessarily know that. We just know. Well, we know that Manuel is there for that purpose. But okay. I mean, the goddess put her there for that purpose. But okay. the goddess could maybe let someone just. Who wants to do that line of work? <clears throat> work there. Uh, in terms of predictions, I think that she gets her own people killed as her sin for this for the love of this guy. Okay. And maybe he dies as well because uh, you notice that he had to sneakily save her brother. Yeah. Because you know the rest of the the rest of his uh, you know the you know the rest of his country or city or whatever is actively hunting these bandits these criminals down yeah so yeah, just for a Something. little bit of historical context and again correct me if i'm wrong but a thousand years ago uh it wasn't like a unified korea how it is now yeah. it was more like nomadic tribes so there were so i think what he was saying okay. is like she, her people because he spoke in a different language to her mm-hmm. kind of 
And he, because that's why he was like, you understand me, right? I don't know oh. if y'all caught that. Um, and in the subtitles it said, like, in this language. And so I think basically they're, they were considered, like, slaves also because they weren't considered from the same civilization yeah. or whatever. Yeah. This so. is before the might of the great king made Korean language. Right. This is during the Goryeo period, I believe. I don't know when that king, Sejong the Great, made Hangul. I don't know when that happened. I can Google it really quick while y'all talk about your other predictions. <clears throat> so, I think David's right. She probably gave up her crew to this guy's people or whatever. And that's probably why she feels guilty. But... She might have gotten him killed too. Yeah, it's it's probably some tragic, you know. She mm. she it's probably something tragic where she traded one to save the other, mm. but then but they then both it didn't end up working. Yeah, they both the ended end up getting end. killed. Yeah, yeah. I I like that plot line. Uh, Sejong the Great was in the Joseon dynasty. He was the fourth king of the Joseon, and he was the creator of the Korean language. Mm-hmm. That's really impressive. Um, yeah. What? Did, let me Google Goryeo real quick. According to the museum that we went to while we were in Seoul, he in, invented Korean because he wanted an easy language and he wanted his people to be literate. So they already knew a mixture of a few different languages, but created a whole new like alphabet with uh, writing so wow. that um, everyone can learn it quickly. So it's like one of the, it's a modern language. It's a modern script, scripture? I don't know. A modern way of writing things. Well, because yeah. it, it was. Yeah. That was done in like the 1300s. Yeah. It wasn't like they just made little squiggly lines like, oh, this makes this sound. It was yeah. like there was an actual basis behind it, which, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, a lot of it is based off of what your mouth does. Yeah, what your mouth and how you, the oh, movements of your tongue that's, and yeah. the shape that your mouth makes. Do you think he? Uh, do you think he meant it to be taught like in that sexy fashion where you take someone's um, hand? Probably you... not, hmm. but who knows? But maybe it's easier because of that. Maybe, uh, but yeah, because maybe he wanted to stop sexy writing from happening. <laughs> well, that definitely there, didn't work. There are, like all of those really hard Chinese characters yeah. <laughs> are leading to a lot of late study nights. Okay, how about so we make... boil it down to only characters that you can write with somebody else's hand? <laughs> uh, I'm so, a genius. <laughs> okay, yeah. So the Gordio period, founded in 918, um, so that would line up with the timeline. So this was called the Korean Kingdom. Gordio was a Korean kingdom founded in 918 during a time of national division later called the Three Kingdoms. Mm -hmm. So I think it was, like I was saying, there were different things. Uh, so So the Gordio period unified and ruled the Korean peninsula until 1392. Okay. That is pretty cool. It's definitely a shipping map. And it makes sense. And according to the museum guy, he said... You can teach someone how to read Korean in three hours. That's nuts. It's really easy. Uh, the because there aren't um, there aren't, to my knowledge, like hidden 
Like, cause you know how in English, like how do you know a K sound makes a K based on the way? Yeah, yeah. And like same time as a C. Yeah, and like because like S C is like also, but it's not like K. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it matches a bunch of squiggly lines. Like they thought it through. Yeah. So it and like he said, you could read it out loud. You, I mean, you're not you're gonna know what it, you're not gonna it. know what it means, but you could read it and pronounce it. Uh, all right. I, I mean, I guess let's go to the David Zone for three hours <laughs> where I learn how, where Caitlin teaches me how to write Korean. I mean, Caitlin I don't know. Doesn't have to write. I do Ooh. kind of, yeah. I need to <laughs> She hasn't put three hours into okay. it, that's for no. sure. Uh, okay, um, I guess David Zone's going to be five hours. Or six <laughs> six hours. Three, three hours for her to learn, and then three hours for her to teach me. Yeah, totes. I think uh, this podcast is already six hours long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so other than... Do we have any other predictions? Hmm. I predict she buys one more car. Oh, okay, okay. I like it, I like and it. And I predict it'll be another Jaguar. And if not a Jaguar, a Maserati. I don't think they would have a Maserati in the same show as a Jaguar. Yeah. Okay, if not a Jaguar. It's all going to be Jaguars. If it's not a Jaguar, it's going to be a a Kia Stinger. No, they're all going to be Jaguars. Because Jaguar is sponsoring this show. Oh. You know who's sponsoring? I predict it's going to be an old Jaguar. It's going to be like an E. An E type. You know who Kia is sponsoring? Yeah. Melting me softly. Mm-hmm. We should watch that one to see all the beautiful Kia Stingers in it. Yeah. Oh, so let's <clears throat> transition into other drama corner. Uh, y'all aren't gonna have anything to say. There's, mm, Jill doesn't either. You don't usually. know that. Okay. Well, I've been watching Melting Me Softly. It is okay. People made a really big deal on the internet of being like, "This is a very good." And I mean, it has a few why though moments. Mm-hmm. But Why-o. yeah. But I don't think it's that bad. And I'm happy Ji Ching Wook is acting again. Uh, <laughs> is he like the Michael Keaton of Korea? <laughs> no, he, he just got back from his military service. Okay. Oh, okay. So not at all. I see. He's no. the Prince Harry of he's, he's Korea. He's one of many Elvis Presley's <laughs> okay. in yeah. Korea. Yeah, all the men have to go. So yeah, Melting Me Softly was good. I finished Rookie Historian. That one, I would give that like an eight. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining, and it was. I felt like it was a good historical drama. Alex thought the main guy's face was very symmetrical. <laughs> I would agree. Uh, oh, the rookie historian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he had a very. I wouldn't say he was handsome, but he wasn't bad to look at because his face was so symmetrical. I've never seen a face that symmetrical. I. Uh, it's weird because. I fe- I find that when I watch a historical drama, the the looks of the men really change based on like their hair and stuff. Because the I feel like the <laughs> women don't look that much different in historical they don't. dramas. They look just like Yeah, in but full the makeup. men look really different. <laughs> yeah. And it is shocking to me when I see like if I when I first saw someone in a historical drama and then when I see them outside of a historical drama versus when I knew someone out, you know, in modern times and then see them in a histor- historical drama, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's no difference. So I I was, like, shocked when I realized that Gu Chan Song is the main guy from The Crowned Clown, which is also a historical drama, which I have not finished, 
that was one where I watched like the the first couple minutes and I was like, I don't have time to dedicate. <laughs> but I really want to watch it because it's supposed to be really good. So The Crown Clown is about, um, I think it's about a prince who people think is, people, no, people think that uh, the prince is going to be assassinated yeah. by like a rival uprising or whatever. Okay. And so they realize that there's like a court jester type person who looks exactly like this prince, mm-hmm. played by the same actor. Okay. So the jester, the, the yes, the king. And, yeah. But I think the and chaos ensues. Well, not the king, the prince. Yeah. Um, because it's like the crown prince mm-hmm. instead of the crown prince, it's the crown clown. So, uh, but I think what happens is the woman that the prince is supposed to marry as the crown princess like keeps meeting the the clown clown. and i think they fall in love and let's see what happens so So. she's gonna think that he's the prince and that she's there this is oh this is gonna be great you know i'm gonna marry this guy but then it's not the real guy hilarity ensues it's that's not. Right. A, it's not funny. It's a. <laughs> it's a drama. It's a very serious. I. 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 I don't. I agree with you, Alex. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, sh- I don't think it's a rom com. That should be. It sounds like a comedy. It sounds like a rom com. I agree. It sounds like a comedy. Let's. I'm gonna Google the Crown Clown to see what the actual like. I'll see what I'll, I'll see what drama I want, I want. I need to get to watching uh, okay. Sky Castle. Oh yeah. I have not seen that one yet, and I've heard it's really good. I hear it took over Korea. <laughs> yep. My mom really wants me to watch uh, Sky Castle. All right. I'll have to watch that at some point. Maybe that'll be a November podcast. Yeah. Sky Castle? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the crown clown, in Korean, the literal translation is the man who became king. Mm. So, if that sounds a little bit more serious to yeah, you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, the English translation definitely is not indicative. It's really... The bridge to Terabithia. Oh, well, now, the... we, now we know what's going to happen. He's a prince that's going to end up becoming king. Well, all princes become kings. I know, but the imposter is going to become a king. Mm. Well, we don't really know. Yeah, it says it's a, it's a historical melodrama romance. There's no comedy in the... Uh, <laughs> In the oh, description man. of it, in not the genre. A, not one joke. <laughs> in my head, I was, like, imagining, like, this very, like, soft lens, like, Hugh Grant in the background wearing, like, a jester hat, and then being given a crown, and some girl falling in love with him, like, that's what I imagine mm-hmm. with the crown prince. Yeah, I oh my god. The guy who plays Chan Song is, was born in 1997. So oh, he, he, my he, god. oh my god. <laughs> what year were you born, David? I was born in 1993. 93? 93. I thought you were younger than that. No, Dece- uh, December oh, 16th. Oh, so almost 1994. 1993. Okay. Right on the cusp. <sighs> and he's also in Moon Embracing the Sun. Wow, he's been in Hawaii. <laughs> uh, wow. Good for him. Good for him. <sighs> All right. Oh, he's also in My Absolute Boyfriend? <laughs> he was in three really big dramas in 2019. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> he was in Friends? <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed him, but now that you... Yeah, it was Chandler, Jennifer Aniston, 
And there's that Korean guy that just kind of lived in the, in the fridge. Uh, Yo Jin Gu. Yeah. That's his, that's his real name. Okay. So we're done with predictions. We're done with other drama corner. Um, oh! No. Back to other drama corner. Speaking of <laughs> historical dramas, there's one that I want to start also because I can't binge Melting Me Softly because it's on the air right now. Also on the air right now, I believe, is Tales of Nukdu, which is about a guy who I think is having an arranged marriage. Wait, but Tales of Nukdu? Nukdu. Oh, that's going to be a <laughs> boring yeah. drama. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a historical drama, and it's, I think it's about a guy who has an arranged marriage, because like, all of the marriages were arranged back then, mm-hmm. if you were like rich or whatever. And um, he, like, panics and runs away because he's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And he runs away to and finds a village of basically all women. And I think they're all either divorcees or widows or something. So basically it's all, like, just single women. Hey. And then he <clears throat> meets. But he, in order to be in that village he has to be a woman of course yeah so he disguises himself as a woman <laughs> and he meets a, a girl who... wait is this one also a, a drama no i think this one is a romantic comedy uh, okay guys um... <laughs> that was a very serious <laughs> he just stoically puts on makeup <laughs> no. on his lipstick uh and the girl and he meets a girl there who also ran away from an arranged marriage yeah guys were they about to be married to each other? Oh, that would be... I don't know. <laughs> this is a prediction. I haven't watched any of it. But maybe. That would be great. I don't know. I want to watch well, that. Well, you're going to be right, but they're going to tell you you're right in, like, episode two. And there's going to be another... I'm going to be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I've heard that one's really good. Okay. End of other drama corner. Let's go into fashion. 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 Yes, God! Yes, God! Okay, <laughs> that's the end of the drop that I put in. Um, so, I basically, Jill and I, in the last episode, were like, everything man will war. It's great. Yep. Yeah, so in both times, or in two instances, man will war, like, a kind of translucent. I noticed like that. black shirt with like another black thing over it. I liked that look a lot. Yeah, it was very pretty. I, I noticed that. Mm-hmm. What else? I, I will say those those schoolgirl outfits are yeah. No. Is that green and that blue. <laughs> yeah. Not like girl not liking the uniform. You know, I'm surprised she didn't kill herself. <laughs> David. <laughs> oh, that necklace was so ugly. Yeah. Why was she trying to get it back so? That's bad? right. Y'all I'm surprised she didn't kill herself. What do you, <laughs> as, as two men, what do you think of Chan Song's look? I I mean, I like the shoes that she was riding. The fancy shoes? Yeah. Oh, or the, the shit-colored shoes. Oh, uh, the ones that she got him. Uh, the black and white ones. I mean, you know, those are, like, they're not, I don't think they're great, but I mean, you can wear them and pull those them off. Those are Oxfords, right? Yeah. I think those are rogues. Uh, one of the two. I think that was maybe maybe you're both. Whatever right. is the, um, not the one I think is meant because he's like Oxford's not broke. Yeah, I think Oxford's because they don't have the, all the like little dots on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, um, yeah. I, I mean, I I like his look generally. Uh, 
very dresses very sharp. Definitely dresses like a hotel manager. Um, yeah. I will say that um, I thought that that um, that that wardrobe demon. You know, I thought her look was. I mean, Briggs. Sorry. There you go. And you're right. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought I thought that the wardrobe demon. I mean, just like a white shawl. <clears throat> not a lot going on there. Um, and then. Uh, who else is? Um, yeah, I I don't notice a ton of fashion. Uh, I I all I really notice is Manuel's uh Manuel's outfits are very pretty. Yeah, uh, and that makes sense because she spends so much he's, on them. Yeah, he's a little conservative for all the other dramas that the boys always wear more cool things. He's just been wearing a suit. Okay, he's a manager and stuff. Yeah, really, Sanchez looks cool because he was wearing a more like modern style suit. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, like super slim fit uh-huh. cut or whatever. It was kind of like, you know, had its own appeal to it with its own pattern. He had his like thick frame glasses with it and stuff. Yeah, he <clears throat> he looks kind of like a modern, stylish guy. You can yeah. tell like he he does his own thing. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not bound to a dress code. Yeah, whereas uh, Chen Song does like, you can tell he's like. He's definitely a gold. He's a, a checkbox guy. And the color personality, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a checkbox guy. Manuel seems to be an orange. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> personality, like, test, and it, like, tells... So I was telling you about this. What oh, color you are? That's right. Yeah. That's right. I, I, I think I took something like this. Yeah, I think I did too at UT. At the beginning. No, uh, oh. I took something uh, at the beginning of law school. They oh, handed law it school. out. Um, I had red and something. Hmm. Red wasn't in there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think we're talking about a different things. Okay. There's like a thousand personality tests. So. That's right. Um, uh, yeah, so I like Manuel's black, black outfits. Oh, I also liked her red, like, long coat thing slash it was it a dress was it a coat i don't know i like that red leather like that cool yeah. red leather jacket that, yeah. was, that was really dope yeah that was a good look she's just really cool and... well she spends all that money she should be <laughs> really cool true 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 she was paying herself in diamonds that one time yeah. so she... and gold bars this time uh-huh. and that painting gosh yeah yeah i mean really it's just them two it's like the bellhop's not gonna get. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I forgot to say with him, like <clears throat> I thought it was hilarious, and he was just like holding the bartender from behind, like. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> the bartender doesn't notice for a little bit, and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, that guy is in a K-pop group." Oh really? Mm-hmm. The bartender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The bellhop boy. No, yeah, I thought he was that's right. He's in a jam band. Yeah, the yeah. the learned scholars. <laughs> uh, okay, shall we move on to I love you moments? Oh yeah. Okay. I love you. I love you. I will always love you. I love you. Y'all want to go first? One of you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Alex. The I love you moment for me was the dog. Oh, yeah. The, the dog loved him so much that he died. I don't think you can beat that. Just to go with him to heaven. Yeah, that was really sweet. Yeah, dog that was a really him. cute dog. Too. Yeah, it was. <sighs> That's not the one I picked, but... It should have. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I mean, the yeah, I, mean, I mean, the biggest one was when she saved him from that demon uh, by ki- uh, by kissing him. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I can understand why someone wouldn't pick that moment because I mean, it is very possible that that was just born out of necessity. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas these other moments where she's feeling his heart, you know, that's like genuinely touching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, she didn't have to just kiss him. She could have knocked him out or something. But uh, She could have hit him with a rock. She could have like, hit him with a rock. That's her, right. Her old MO. She's, she's, good, she's good at that. I think, yeah. that should, I think there's going to be a... Maybe Chen Song is in a rock magnet. <laughs> He's a chick magnet. So yeah. she kissed him. Okay. He's a vengeful spirit magnet. Oh, my goodness. Caitlin, what was your moment? My I love you moment was when the captain guy dipped her finger and showed her how to Oh, yeah, that was great. Because I feel like that was a moment where both parties were, like, seemingly really interested and, like, intrigued. Whereas some of these other moments, like, Chan Song is just kind of oblivious to everything right now. But, like, it was very... Like I said, it was tender. Yeah, this is part of, like, the touching backstory. There's no Uh, wacky ghosts going on. This is just two people, like, you know. Living their lives. Yeah, exactly. in, like, the year 900 or something. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Next to my dog, Luan, I would want to pick when the bell would be barking. Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) They should have done, like, a slow motion. uh, (laughs) One thing that I appreciate about, like, whatever just seeing like korean men interact with each other is there a lot more touchy-feely than like american men are with each other yeah when they're up there like holding hands and stuff yeah or they're like dudes just put their arms around each other like that like that isn't a big deal at all and like uh i'll i've seen like um like if i'm watching k-pop like behind the scenes videos or whatever or like Mm -hmm. the people like in their dressing rooms or whatever, like, a guy will be, like, sitting on the couch like how I am, and, like, another guy will just, like, put his head in the other guy's lap, like, and just be on his phone. Like, to me, that seems something, like, a boyfriend and a girlfriend would do. Yeah. I don't even do that with David, and I'm pretty close to David. You've tried. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, yeah, my mom said it's the same thing with her, her students. Like, they're just, yeah, there's not a weird, like, don't be gay Kind of. Well, there is a don't be gay thing in Korea. <laughs> uh, really, don't actually. Uh, they have different ways. Of yeah. 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 Mm. I think I still like America a little. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. Well, I mean, okay. it's, yeah. Well. It's I guess it's a different type of toxic masculinity yeah, yeah, yeah. over there. Yeah. Apparently, I was reading this article. There's like this thing, uh, kind of going on in Korea. Uh, so yeah, like the incels of Korea have basically started doing this thing where they started leaving bad reviews of movies that they've never seen if they've heard it like features a strong woman or like, like Captain Marvel. Like apparently a bunch of like dudes left really bad reviews for Captain Marvel, even though they didn't watch it because they were like, this is trying to promote feminism or whatever. And it's like, okay guys. This is why prostitution should just be legal. Like get these dudes laid and get these women paid. I'm making a sign. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, let's, that, let's vote for a proposition get these dudes laid and get these women paid. That is, uh, I mean, it's, that, I, those people, they're related to the party. Um, I saw this 538 article from 2016. I remember that. Wow. Uh, 
that was that was happening a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, well, they did that here too. Like uh, Captain Marvel had a really bad reviews before the movie was out, mm-hmm. and it caused IMDb to like shut down pre-reviews. I will say I didn't like. I didn't. I didn't like the movie. Or Rotten Tomatoes. I will say I didn't like the movie, but uh, it probably. I, I wouldn't have given it like one star or anything. No, nah, yeah, I think it was a standard run of the mill Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't bad or good. It was just okay. there. Yeah. All, right, all right, let's pivot to Captain Marvel. Uh, I have <laughs> David's corner. Part I have a, two. all right. David's corner part two. Uh, my the problem with Captain Marvel. <laughs> um. Do we have anything else? I, I I'm I'm through my notes. Okay. Well, uh, I believe David and or Alex will be joining us next week. You got it. For episode we'll here. five and six, as Jill. It's, it's is your boy Alex. Oh my god. Saying what's up and howdy. Jill, please <laughs> come back. Uh, <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> Jill, I don't have your chill attitude. I, I am just... Yeah, I feel like I am the one keeping calm in this, whereas Jill is usually the calm one, and I'm like, I'm like oh my God, can you believe? Blah, blah, blah. So this is a very different dynamic. But uh, yeah, so make sure you follow us on all the social media Okay Drama Pod on Twitter, Okay Drama Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and, and then follow me. I'm at Astro Alicat 7. You won't know how to spell it, but I'm not going to give you any clarity. <laughs> Do you want me to put the link in the show notes? No. Nah, okay. Let them figure it out. Do you want to plug your social media or do you want to stay off the grid? Uh, I don't want to plug my social media. That's fair. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to plug mine, but I want to make you do work to get there because I want to make sure you actually want to. That's a very man wall thing to do. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta earn me. Get ready for a bunch of anti Donald Trump tweets and a bunch of Spurs tweets. San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. If you're not interested in either of those things, I'm a terrible follower. Yeah, don't follow. Um, but you should follow us because I'm gonna be talking about melting me softly. We're going to be talking Hotel De Luna, maybe some more Tales of Nookdew, the occasional BTS tweet. I don't know. Also, if you're on iTunes, leave five stars on this podcast. Yes, thank you, David. I never ask people to rate the podcast. You should probably do that. <laughs> yeah, please rate the podcast. If you if you're rate on... the podcast, it'll help us. It would. It would help it'll us. It'll get us more exposure. A lot. Mm-hmm. If we get to 100 reviews, 100 five-star reviews, um... David, David will tell you his social media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we should do something. If we get to 100 five-star reviews, we'll give away stickers for OK Drama. Or we can just have a special David episode or a special Alex episode. We'll figure something out. Okay. We'll, if we we'll, get to 100 five-star reviews, we will have some sort of giveaway. Yeah. Maybe we'll have Cobb make like a sticker or something, and we'll give someone a sticker. Just one sticker. Or how about how about that? Uh, <laughs> I'm looping Cobb into this just because. Yeah. I'm the one making him have to do work. Well, let's not make any promises we <clears throat> can't <throat> keep. Uh, and Caitlin also- will fly to Korea and <laughs> and hold a town hall meetup right. meetup. Um. 
other thing. Oh, yes, but also make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts because we may or may not have a special Halloween episode. Ooh. No spoilers, but again... Was that like a ghost of a sheep or something? Mom! <laughs> All right. You didn't shave me enough. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace out. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.